this is our third interview with an LSBU alum volunteer for our volunteer week interviews. So just for a bit of context, LSB alumni act as the lasting connection to the university. Our alumni are examples of what success looks like, overcoming barriers, creating opportunities, smashing any glass ceilings along the way. We believe it's what you do that matters. We are celebrating and asking some of our amazing alumni volunteers why it's important to them to give back and use their time in such an inspiring and rewarding way. Our volunteers are change makers, they're doers, they take action and they get involved in projects that change communities. Volunteering at LSB creates a community that thrives with change. I'm Jody, Senior Marketing and Events Officer in the Alumni and Development Team. Hi, I'm Sally, Senior Officer for Alumni Volunteering, and we're joined today by Douglas Alamabodo. Welcome, Douglas. Good morning, and thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for being here. So, Douglas, first question, tell us a little bit about what you studied at LSBU and why you chose that particular course. I uh, studied uh, computer systems and networking um, because, to, to be honest with you, I think it's probably in the DNA uh, structure because my father was an electronics engineer and I had, at a point in time, I had to sort of choose my career path around about, you know, um, my fourth job. And I thought, look, I've got to sit down and just ask myself the question, how do I intend to progress in life? And um, it came up and I found this Microsoft book on how you can become a, what they call the MCSE at that time. I, and I read it through and I thought, oh, this is quite good. So I got a computer out. I started working on that. And before I knew it, I was enjoying that uh, discipline so much. And I thought, yeah, let me get myself a degree course. And LSBU was on top of my list. Amazing. And You've had quite a bad, long and valued relationship with LSVU, with our department in alumni relations and development, but beyond. And I just kind of wanted to ask, um, how did that volunteering journey start for you um, in your own words? And why do you keep coming back to volunteer and give back to LSVU? Uh, the, the start of the journey, uh, what did I do? I, uh, I left the university in 1999 with my master's uh, degree. Uh, I got a distinction in that, which is quite you know, sort of surprising enough. Um, and then I, I said, well, how can I connect and, and remain in touch with the university? And they, they, they talked about the alumni uh, program. And I thought, look, let me, uh, let me embark on that journey. And that's how I started off. In fact, the first time I had to collect my uh, identity card, it was quite, uh, quite extraordinary. I uh, traveled in from Essex into um, LSBU and I couldn't get in because I didn't have any ID. So I had to then call up the uh, department and said, okay, I'm here now. And I think one of your producers sort of came down and, and, and let me in, but it, it was amazing. So I started with that. And then I just kept in touch with the university, uh, did a few, a few donations, nothing significant you know, at that time. And then got a call from your department about some um, programs for the virtual days. And I thought, well, this is exciting stuff. I'm going to have to join, join that, uh, that program. So that's how it started. I think we had the first uh, the first session back in uh, October last year, about the third of October, and then got a call back from Chin about another um, session for the virtual open day in um, November, and I said yes to that without you know hesitation, and the last one we had was in February. Uh, such an amazing journey to be able to give back, you know, to uh, up and coming uh, graduates, should we say, on sort of on multiple levels. In fact, it, it's it's um, it's part of my my sort of uh, personality because I, I structured, I, I created something called an IT graduate program 
in my last job in the square mile in the city of London. And what I did was because I, I when I changed my job from what I did into IT, I couldn't get a job. I had no experience. So I had to sort of drop my, my job at that time and start right at the bottom of the tree in IT and worked my way up. And I thought, look, we have to help candidates who have now graduated with an IT degree should be able to sort of slot into a level, you know, where they can earn, you know, good money for all the work they've actually they've done back in university. So I started this program. And what I did was to link up with uh, a company called Just IT around the corner from where I used to work. And I said, if you have any, any graduate trainees who have just um, finished your program and have a, a degree, send them across to my office. And what I'll do, I'll uh, create a package where they can come on board, get inducted, you know, onboarding. We'll discuss what we had. Because I worked for a company that had a, a very nice infrastructure at that time, from you know hardware to internet connectivity, all the way through to um, um, you know uh, uh, servers and all that, all that sort of infrastructure. So I got them in one at a time. They spent eight weeks in the job. The first week was sitting down, getting on board, understanding what we did in the business. Um, understand the the IT infrastructure, you know, networking, all the boring stuff. And then at the end of that, they sat on the help desk and took calls from the users in the office. And I tell you what, the, the feedback that we got from the company at that time is over 90% of those candidates after eight weeks got a job, you know, without having to go through, you know, loops and bounds. So that was quite pleasing. Um, yeah. That's so, amazing, Douglas. That's amazing. You do so much and you run your own company Time is so precious, time is limited. I really want to know and get an understanding about your motivations as an individual, because it's so easy to acknowledge that there are gaps of opportunity and you recognize your journey and how difficult it was for you, but you can just continue your journey and just become successful and not look behind you, not look to put the ladder down. What is your motivation for doing what you do, like why? You don't have to care, but you do. So I'd love to know why, where does that come from? Well, if you asked me why did I raise a thousand pounds for the NHS back in, in June last year, I don't know. I just, I, I watched uh, uh, Captain uh, Tom Cook with his, his you know, 100 lap, uh, well, 100 steps, should I say. And I got the inspiration that I've got to get something done. I just felt naturally inclined to help the NHS. So I set out to cycle, never cycled before. I cycled uh, 500 kilometers in, in 25 days and raised over a thousand pounds across Facebook and, and just given. Now I ask myself, why did I do it? It's just a natural thing, you know, you, you, when you feel good about something, but I think I feel responsible to want to help those who don't have a voice those who are unable to, to, to do what we do on a daily basis. Um, hence why I'm also a trustee in an orphanage uh, for a, a charity. Uh, we run a charity that, that looks after orphans in, in Africa. Uh, we've done a lot of work now. If you ask me why I do it, I couldn't give you a specific answer. All I can say is it feels good for my self-esteem as a person. Naturally speaking, I like to help other people who need to have have help and that's where I it all stems from I think but I think my parents are quite influential my mom was a, a, a nurse so that's sort of part of the I suppose the um the, the trajectory uh, knowing a mom who looks after others as a nurse and my, my father's an engineer and my father crazy 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 he would um he would get a neighbor knock on the door oh my tv's broken how do I fix it I'll bring it over he gets it sorted out and they come back the week after ah 
they used to call us Papa Douglas. That's what that's what we used to to, to be known as Papa Douglas, Mama Douglas. Uh, Papa Douglas, what should I uh, what should I be paying you for? Oh, just take the TV and go. And and that was it. That was it. And he would um, he would call all the children on the on, on the road back back at home and say, guys, come over and watch you know a video. He had so many videos at the time, and the, the kids will sit down. Uh, with a projector, you know, sort of streaming a, a movie, and the kids out there laughing, and it must be, it must be that's the channel where I got this from. I suspect, yeah. That, that I mean, that broad answer just shows that you're an advocate for volunteering in many different, many different ways, in many aspects of your life, and it's just a joy to hear you and your passion for giving back, and and the past to go well. My upbringing has taught me to want to give back. I'd be really, really keen because you've, you've done so much for LSVU and LSVU students in a voluntary capacity. I wanted just to ask, is there a particular moment where you've seen real impact through volunteering at LSVU? And can you can you reference that and tell us about that? Or um, if there's not a particular moment, how seeing lasting impact for your volunteering at LSVU makes you feel? Yeah, I mean, we had a candidate who, uh, a mature candidate, on one of the uh, the open days and he had a question uh, the question was sort of uh, unsure of, him, of himself at that time uh, and the answer was provided and said lsvu has a uh, a nice facet of um, you know age groups maturity is not a problem and when he answered back you know he acted by an emoticon on the screen and and that just gave a a satisfaction an end game to you know being unsure about about how you, and that moment stuck with me that um, the open days have done you know great work and we can put people at ease uh, with answering you know simple questions with simple answers yeah definitely and you also took part in the um alumni takeover campaign last year during the pandemic i think um jody and um the team reached out to you and you very kindly recorded a video message of hope and resilience around your story what motivated you there like what what made you uh, answer that call and how did it make you feel to take part? Well, again, back to back to where we started from. Um, there are people out there who don't have a voice; they have no understanding of how they can get things done. And sometimes, if you if you know you have uh, the the ability to help others, uh, the motivation comes from seeing other people progress. You know, uh, surpass what you do. Look at you as an inspiration look at you as a mentor and I think that's those areas were quite keen for me to sort of uh, yeah add value to the resilient and we know that um, with COVID-19 last year a lot of people have suffered uh, uh, in terms of you know mental sort of um, mental health uh, financially uh, emotionally and the least we could do is if we have the capacity at that time in, in, in that pandemic period to help others by spreading the word on how they can get themselves through the hard times whether it's through university uh, through college through being at home then yes and motivation was there to pass that message on you can be resilient, but if you need help, knock on the door. People are out to help you. And we saw that last year, you know, the, the, the amount of help and aid that came through in the UK was just unprecedented. So, yes, that's uh, the motivation is about getting others. You know, it's about resilience is when you fall, how do you and how far do you get back up? That's how I look at it. So if we can uh, uh, assist people in achieving that sort of mental thought, I think it's fantastic. So we consider change makers someone who proactively involves themselves to make change happen. And I think you are that bar none. How important is it to you personally to lead by example? 
Well, um, I've got another project I'm working on right. With, uh, it's called the Good Things Foundation. They are a foundation and their objective is to ensure one specific area that uh, digital technology doesn't leave anybody behind. So I'm, I'm part of the network. And what I'm doing now is I'm rolling out um, Lenovo uh, M10 tablets to anyone who's 18 plus and has a learning disability. Um, so the idea about that is we want to make change to make sure the digital gap created by COVID doesn't affect a lot of people. So if you imagine, I don't know if it happens to, to the both of you, uh, Sally and Jody, but I know that now for me to see my GP, I have to make an appointment online. I can't just pick up the phone anymore. So those COVID, uh, the COVID era with anybody who has a disability, uh, who um, uh, at that time could you know, go and socialize in a club with their peers, all that stopped. And to get to see a GP would mean they had to depend on somebody else to make that call for them. So now with the tablets, they can go online and you know just type in the URL and make an appointment. They can do online shopping. You know, so we're, we're trying to make that change and get that gap to be significantly reduced to make sure that uh, anyone who has a disability and 18 plus is able to digitally connect with the world, friends and family, peers and groups, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that change is, is an important one. Yeah, amazing. You're just doing so much. I don't know, do you have extra? I mean, I've got 24 hours in my day. I'm obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've got the secret to time because you're just doing so much. This is amazing to just hear you talk about everything that you're doing. And um, I just want to pick up on something you said in the beginning about donating to LSBU. You said, you know, very modestly, not large sums, you just kind of gave a little bit. Um, which I was interested to hear, and I'd love to know more about your motivations in terms of donating, because in terms of what we do as an alumni organization, we provide opportunities for alumni to give back their time, because time is just as valuable as money, but some people have more time than they do money, and we recognize that, that's why we provide certain opportunities. So we don't get a lot of donations, you know, our donations are quite small, so it's interesting to hear from an alum who's like, yeah, I gave a little bit, of money, what is your thinking behind that? And why was you kind of moved to give money? Um, it's, it's a good question. I, I think that um, any, any, any business, any charity, any university, uh, any infrastructure has to have funding one way or the other. And I know that um, with the fees being increased over the last you know 15 years from, you know, getting yourself a, a free education up until 9,000 per annum is a lot of money. And if, if whatever you give is able to provide an extra, uh, um, you know, extra cost director, an extra subject, an extra equipment for the students to use, then it all, it all helps. And that's how I looked at it, you know, to, before I decided to, to, uh, to give something. And because we receive as well as a charity. So part of our strategy is if we don't receive, we can't sustain ourselves. So we, we go out knocking on doors, we, we fundraise. So I understand the concept of, um, you have to have money coming in to get money to go out, which is why I did it. Definitely. And and what you've contributed to our hardship funds and our prizes of recognition for students, the students in real need that, that need, um, you know, hardship funds of different kind of initiatives. That's something that, that you've contributed to. So thank you for doing that. Um, you spoke briefly about um, uh, inspiration 
and then quite clearly you are a role model and an inspiring alumni for our students. I wanted to ask you, we've been asking a few, what inspires you, who inspires you, who are or were your role models, if you don't mind sharing that with us? Not at all, no. I mean, there's, there's so many now <laughs> in my journey, so many, because times change and people change. But I'll start with my mom and dad. They, they, uh, they instilled in me uh, what I have today, because I think that, that uh, the period between not and 12, the, the formative years are so important for any child. So I, I think that I, I've benefited from that in terms of how uh, my mom and dad uh, they're quite liberal at the same time very strict you know have you done your homework or oh, not yet get down and get it done it wasn't about the work being done it's about the cycle of understanding how to tie down your time to a certain period to certain things you see so that's pretty that's worked very well for me moving on from there I love music so much and the likes of Stevie Wonder you know with his blindness and the way he's escalated into you know the stratosphere with his talent is just unreal uh, so I do sing, um, and because of that, I, I look at uh, music and artists as inspiration. So he's one of my real, real um, inspirational sort of uh, figures that I find. And of course, my family. Um, I'm remarried now, and uh, my my second wife has um, has taken on a role that's just um, on on. It's just incredible how someone can can come in uh, and and. Um, lead by examples, uh, you know, patience, understanding. Um, yeah, and my kids, my kids have really pushed me uh, up to a different level, seriously. It's funny how uh, when you have children, sometimes you think, uh, oh, financial cost, emotional cost, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. But the thing is all those things, they put you in a, in a, they put you outside your comfort zone. And before you know it, you're doing things that you couldn't imagine doing without, without you know, before the kids sort of arrived. And if you get the balance right, they will push you and they will make you excel. And that's, I think that's, for me personally, as a person, uh, I have excelled in myself. And the energy I have and the things that I do, I think come from that environment of having to look after my, uh, they're all adults now, my, my, my four my four kids. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Why am I not surprised that you're a singer? I've, I've, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not surprised that you said that. I'm like, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. That's it. Well, you'd like to hear, uh, do a quick song if you want. I don't mind. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about Benny King? When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light you see. So, darling, darling, stand by me. Whoa, stand by me. Oh. Stand by me, stand by me. And you can sing, my goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you are just a 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> From me. <laughs> yeah, that, that was amazing. That was a, a great way to start my morning. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank, thank you so you know, much. I, I had one more question, if, if I may, because you've done... You've been quite modest, so you've done quite a lot with us. You've done campaigns, you've done open days, you've featured an alumni profile. We have guest speaking opportunities in front of students as well. Um, there's bespoke opportunities to volunteer based on your own interests. 
And we're looking at the volunteer engagement ladder and you've kind of done the beginning of the ladder. What else would you like to do if, if there was a, um, a kind of a wish list? What, how else would you like to volunteer in a way that meets your own passions and interests with LSVU? Well, I'd like to engage in any sort of change that you are going through. And uh, there is a, a, I saw an opportunity called a leap management to do with making changes uh, within the university. So I'm looking to actually uh, engage myself on that. So I'll keep you posted on that if, if it makes, um, if it makes it easier. But yeah, to do with change, I'll be very happy to get on board. So anything, any project you've got uh, for change at the moment, just let me know and I'll be uh, happy to participate. And speaking to students um, about your story and your journey, would that interest you? Absolutely, yes, yes. That's uh, uh, yeah. That's my my one of my core areas. I'd love to to do that. So if you have any any dates in mind, then please, yeah, just contact me. I'll be delighted uh, uh, to be there. Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, we're going to bring this interview to a close. But Sally has a thank you that she would like to share with you. <laughs> oh, I'm scared now. What's going on? I think I, something I prepared earlier. No, this is. This is from feedback from the alumni team. Uh, Douglas is a valued alumni volunteer in our community with boundless energy to make a difference and give back. Being around him is always wonderful because of his generous spirit and infectious enthusiasm. From speaking to students, open day volunteering, featuring as alumni of the month and rising to the call to send a special video during the pandemic to students as part of the alumni takeover. We thank you and recognise you as a true role, role model for students at LSBU. I would like to thank you. What such powerful words. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Douglas. Giving is free, giving is free. And if you want my company, CompuDog Services Limited, to do any work for you, then please call me. I'll be happy to throw something on the house. Absolutely. Let's get those, uh, those graduates and undergraduates and the potential candidates. Let's get them on board. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Douglas. Amazing. Thank you so much, Douglas. Thank, Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your time and allowing us to recognise you. You're amazing. You're truly a change maker. And I can't wait for us to provide other opportunities for you to volunteer at LSBU. Thank you so much. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.